What's up, Dashley fam? Welcome back to Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast. Ash, how the heck are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? Just healing my foot. Your poor, wounded foot. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. You probably saw our latest vlog, one of our latest vlogs where Ashley kicked the couch. So that's what she's referring to right now. Right. Is it getting any better or is it staying the same? I need less Tylenol. So like yesterday, I only took Tylenol once. I got like this, this like sprained ankle brace. And I think it helps a lot. Just kind of like taking, I don't like twist it weird when I walk anymore or if I trip or like misstep. I think that's helped a lot, even though it's annoying and stupid to wear. Yeah. The end. The end. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. How have you been lately as far as life goes, boo? Life is good. You feeling good about us? Yeah. Sugar plum, honey bunches. Angel kitten. Angel kitten. (laughs) (laughs) What man doesn't want to be called that? My aunt Randy has had a hairdresser who whenever she would like he called, he referred to all his clients when he would talk to them as like kitten. Um, And hairdresser? Yeah. Her hairdresser would. Okay. um, And she started jokingly. When she was, I think, kind of annoyed at her husband, she would be like, all right, kitten. <laughs> or just to like bug him, kind of. She like, they like tease each other. Um, And I just have jokingly called Dallin that sometimes. Kitten. Hey, hey kitten. <laughs> like Michael Scott. Okay, pickle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little pet names. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I just feel, I've just been really happy lately, Ash. We've been as far as our good. relationship. The world is falling apart. The world is falling apart, but our house is standing strong. Yep. So Dallin and I are really happy right now. What or, would you say? What would you attribute it to? I would say for me, at least it's been, I've just been, I've dropped all expectations or that I feel like others have of me. Kind of like. Basically, I've just started trying to think for myself and not. You've been playing this game of life according to so many people's rules. That you just We've talked about this a lot, shooting myself to death. So many expectations put on you from every leader you've ever had, parents, other friends, relationships, so many things. It's just like I've dropped everything. And I think you just kind of had the personality where you kind of just adopted it as truth. Everything. I know. I've just been, I've been such a sweetie growing up. I've always been the one to listen to whatever anybody says. And I just uh, haven't been the best at thinking for myself. My whole life. And I am learning to just focus on my relationship with God and drop basically everything else and think about what I want, dream, allow myself to dream, think my own thoughts and think about what I actually want to do versus what I feel like I quote unquote should do based on all the expectations have been put on me my whole life. And just, I I went back, I stayed up till three in the morning the other night and I went back and just kind of relived our whole history through photos in my phone, thinking about things and 
it was just I just was sitting there smiling at my phone thinking about what I for what made me first fall in love with you and what attracted me to you so much and it's just I just love how unpretentious and sweet you are and you've always given your like your full self to me you're like here I am no walls and I just really really love you and that's just that's what you were saying to me and I I've appreciated that so much since the very beginning and I never want a day to go by that I don't take you for granted, my boo. Yeah. I feel like you just had so many rules you were following. I never want a day to go by where I, I never want to take you for granted. I'll just say that. I think I said that wrong. I, I want to take you for granted every day. Dang it. I don't think you were. I think you just had all these rules you were following that you couldn't just be and, and like kind of like choose your own happiness because you're never going to be happy if you're always doing what the thing that makes someone else happy yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah just caring about what other people think over what i think and that's done yeah thank you quarantine thank you quarantine (laughs) for quarantining us with our thoughts and feelings it's been really healthy on a lot of ways and really unhealthy in so many others (laughs) right hey hi george what's up did your show stop? We're going to go turn on another show for George and be right back. George and James are now happily watching Paw Patrol on our bed. We do this thing where we wake up really early to podcast and George and James do this thing where they secretly know when that's going to happen and they also wake up really early. They do the same thing when we're planning on taking a Sunday afternoon nap. Mm-hmm. So they, they decide not to nap that we day. We podcast once a week and once a week they get movie morning. And it's a, everyone loves it. They love it. We love love it too. This is nice. It's a good time. It's a good time. Movie morning is a healthy thing for everyone in the family. It is. It is. And when not abused, TV is great for kids. Oh. So great. So great. What? I think we set the limit of no more than 10 hours a day in front of the screen. No, that's not true. (laughs) All right. For the record, that is so not true. (laughs) Joke. All right, let's move on to your guys' emails, shall we? Man, there's so many of them. This is, oh, this is so much we fun. We love getting these. All right. Um, let's do this one first. Self-discipline from Taylor Clapp. Oh, Taylor, you have asked the wrong people. <laughs> Taylor, we don't have any of that. <laughs> Hello, Dashleys. My name is Taylor, and my boyfriend and I have been together for almost four years. I used to be really good and watching what I really good at watching what I spend and saving my money. He's pretty good at watching what he spends and knows when to stop. However, when we got together, that all went downhill. It's fun to do fun things with people who are fun. Now I just spend my money on what I want, making sure I still have enough for bills. I usually don't have much to put into savings afterwards, and my boyfriend gets upset about it, which is understandable. We're trying to save for rent to move out and have talked about getting married in the future and having kids. I want to save money, but always catch myself spending like a habit I can't break. Please let me know what you think and any tips and and tricks to help self-discipline to save more money. Love watching your cute family grow and hope you guys stay healthy and safe during all this. Thanks so much, Taylor. Taylor, you sound like me where you lack the control to control yourself sometimes. I would do a couple things. Well, here's just my thoughts behind behind everything first before we get into the practicals. All right. Uh, spending money literally does release a dope like a dopamine hit. Like it actually oh, like can be addictive. Dallin and I are talking all about how we're having such a good relationship week, and it's also the week where we're considering buying a, a, an RV trailer <laughs> and a truck. And it is just like we're your life high for as long as we can. Your life feels so exciting when you're about to buy something. 
It does. Yeah, and it's like, dangerous. It's dangerous. It's really dangerous. Which we would like to personally thank all the factories who have shut down because they are helping us to really make a logical decision. We're really loving each other lately. Yeah. No, it's more than that. But still. No, like I actually think it's terrible that factories are shut down, but it has really helped us to slow down the buying process, which I think is key here. Find a way to slow down your process. Find a way to like push pause. When Dallin and I have been on major budgets, like when we were trying to pay off our car or when we were trying to pay off our student loans, this was time before we had income from our home business, from our like vlogging social media business. This was when Dallin was working full time and I was taking care of George full time and we had student loans and a car loan and an apartment rent. And we literally like, we every month that we had Netflix, we were like, we shouldn't have this. Like, this is too expensive to have Netflix for us. Like, we cannot afford. But it was like, we always kept it because we loved it, Netflix so much. But I guess what I'm just trying to say is like, we made rules for ourselves um, where like, if we wanted to buy something and we were married, so it's a different thing for you and your boyfriend. But, it, you know, like uh, online purchases had to be kind of confirmed by both parties. Uh-huh. And that helped it. That helped us to like, you know, pause for a minute and then talk it out and not just be like, oh my gosh, I this is on Amazon. I just saw it. I'm just going to buy it and it's going to come to my door. It's so great. Um, it's not fun. It's not sexy, but it's just like, a, it's a process that you will come up with to meet your goals. And what I was saying was, Taylor, because I feel the same way, I it's really easy for me to spend money and, I f- and it feels really good doing it. And it, so it literally can be addicting because you kind of, you crave the dopamine hit or whatever. Like it, it's like you feel, so it's just one of those things you got to like set up some, some controls. If you need to, you can go all the cash like Dave Ramsey. That's what I was going to say. He says like, that's one way to do it. You don't have to, but he says, uh, go all the cash and have like little envelopes for each part of your budget. And you literally can only allow yourself to spend the cash in that envelope for like food. You got 300 bucks this month for food. Once the cash is gone, you figure it out because there's literally no money left. He, Dave, this is why Dave Ramsey also hates credit cards because they it's psychologically it so it's like magic a lot bands easier. At Disneyland, you just tap your wrist and yeah. you get something. It's psychologically a lot easier to buy something with a credit card than a debit card because it's not directly your money; it's indirectly yours, and you can take out a loan if you want to real quick just with this credit card. That's why he hates them. Yeah, you if could you go have, to just debit because it feels different. You're like, oh, this is going to come out of my bank account. Right this is coming now. straight out of my bank account. It's not like a it's not just somebody else's money that I'll pay later, you know, maybe have the chance to dispute like like all these little games your brain will play to feel a little bit better about buying something with a credit card. That's why Dave Ramsey hates them. Dallin and I what we didn't go we kept our credit cards. We like kind of I should have been blessed with a gift of well, we say this, but who knows what we wouldn't have bought if it was just our debit card. I'm sure I grew there would up be things. With my parents doing the Dave Ramsey program, so I kind of grew up thinking of when you spend money on any card, it's like real money. I have that mentality too. Yeah. So we've always treated, we just like getting free flights from our credit card. Um, but we treat our credit card like a debit card and that doesn't work for everybody, but we seem to be okay doing that. We never carry balance on our credit card. Like, um, that's like so we, much it's interest. like real money. What worked for us the best was we would have we started with monthly, but it might be good to start with weekly, like budget meetings where we would sit down and look at our budget. I called them like shame filled sessions of self deprecation because 
<laughs> it's time for our shame-filled session of usually, self-deprecation. Usually with these budget apps, if you go over even a dollar, it turns red. It goes from green to red. Yeah. Real fast. And it's We just, use Mint, and it's so nice, so easy. Dave Ramsey there's, also I, has I'm sure one. there's others that don't throw so many ads at you. And but we would literally like, like go through, we would start with what we made each month, and we would say, this is what we make each month. And then we would go through all of our bills. We would go through our cell phone bill, our internet bill, our rent, car payments, like everything. And then after all of the bills were covered that were coming monthly, Netflix, um, we would then go through like our Costco. We would have like that. Oh, like what we want to spend for food, you know? Well, I guess that came next. After that, we would have like the rest of the money. And from that, we would decide, okay, how much of this money do we want to spend on food? And when we went shopping for food, we would like... Like sometimes we went a little over, but we would try and hit that number and, and like restaurant, we would have a restaurant budget, but it would be like, what does it cost for us to go to a restaurant one time? And that would be our budget. So we knew we were still getting a restaurant once a month, but we also knew that there was a limit. So you have to be like picky and choosy and thoughtful. We would also do things like oh, uh, talk for about dates, we would do secret shopping. So that was part of the date. We would go shopping, but we we're getting paid to do it because... Like for Clark's shoes, for example, you would go buy a pair of shoes and then an hour later you have to return them. And then you have to fill out a form about to, how it went and customer service. And you know how much you're going to earn. So you we kind of like spent that money ahead of time. No, it was like 18, 20 bucks. So then we would just go to dinner knowing we would get that money back, you know, in a few weeks or whenever they paid us on PayPal. That's essentially why we that started a, going to Costco because we would go fun. on Costco dates where we would get all the samples and that would be our dinner. You can work up to being able to be the restaurant secret shopper and then you just go get free meals wherever you want. Those people were like, you had to like work your way up to restaurants because yeah. that's what everybody would want to do. Um, another thing we did, it's like budgeting is kind of like dieting where you don't want to feel miserable. Um, you have to budget in fun money, fun money that you don't feel guilty about. Even if it's only like, like you know, 20 10, bucks. 10, 20 bucks budget. Give yourself a little treat every month that you know that you don't have to feel guilty about this spending this much money on a, something fun for yourself. Uh-huh. Make a savings goal. We always, every budget, even if... It was a small amount. We always had a savings goal where we would try and send some money to a savings account so that we could have, like if Dallin ever lost his job or if we ever get demonetized now, we have like three to six months of savings. Mm-hmm. And then if you really want to feel cool, you can have a retirement. And maybe you're just sending $10 to it. Like maybe that's all you can afford to send, but you're still sending it there and you're still building wealth. And like there's this weird drudge it's kind of like drudgery the first couple months where you're just kind of getting like getting by and not saving a lot. But there comes a point where you can start seeing your savings account money get bigger and things that didn't used to be options to you are suddenly an option. Like, and you can choose, like you just have so much more choice with your money. And if there's something big that you want, like you can just pay for it in cash if you really, really want to like you, or like it's fun to watch, your retirement account grow little by little. It's fun to know like, oh, I have that money. Like, like there's more to me than just bills kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very empowering after it sucks. You know, like it just sucks for a while. Yeah. Budgeting is not sexy, not fun, but it actually is freeing because yeah. you know exactly what you can spend on something that month. And it's just, it's just the system, the structure you have in place to not have to stress about money. Getting- if you are both on board with this budget and you stick to it. That's why Mint was cool because literally it links to your bank account and you track every single thing and it just goes right into its folder on the budget and you can track your budget and how much money you have left. And Budgeting for us too like really played into like 
creating big goals like it sucks to budget and it sucks to not have a like enough money to go out to eat like twice a month like it's or just even once a month like it sucks to be like I can't afford Netflix and like we've been there and it just sucks and once you're budgeting and once you kind of feel constrained by a budget you just want to not feel that Mm -hmm. so and the only way you can do that is by making goals and working towards things and figuring out okay like how can I make more money like that's why Dallin started all these side hustles or why we did like that's why we when we bought a camera, we were like, we can only buy this camera if we make it worth it. Like we can only buy this camera if we somehow get people can get people make to make money with this camera. If we can make money with this camera, that was during our big budgeting time. And before we even bought the camera, we had a plan of how to make money with our camera. And that led to like to so much freedom that the camera essentially gave us. But we could have just bought a camera and had no goals for it or no plan for it. But because we were budgeting and because we were like honoring how much money we made and trying to be like good stewards of that money and to take care of our, be good stewards of ourselves, you know, like take care of ourselves and, and make sure that we could come to our rescue if we needed to be rescued with our own money. It just led to, it led to everything in our life. It's a good habit to get into, like being someone who can control themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like a learning process and we're still not there. Like we're over here thinking about buying a trailer, but <laughs> well, we're not going to make a, it's not going to be a bad purchase. I know, I, I know. But like even right now thinking about buying an RV trailer, we're thinking like, how can we, how can we use this to help our marriage? How can we use this to help our lives? How can we use this to help our business? Use what, it to make money, make it work for you. So like we we're do? already talking about starting another YouTube channel like, about it. And so how does this fit into our dreams and our joy and our happiness? And for Dallin, there's like so many things like he wants to mountain bike all around the U S and he wants to somehow start a channel that talks about like traveling and mountain biking and RVs. Yeah. And so like figure out your passions and figure out how to make your passions pay you. But before you do that, you kind of have to figure out how to manage your money so that you can afford to to kind of pay for your passions too. Like it was because of our budget that we could pay with cash for a camera when we decided it would be something good for us. It was because of our budget that we made a vision board because we had like visions of things that we couldn't afford that we wanted to be able to afford. Um, I think the budget, a budget is the first step to so many like big life movements yep so have the budget conversation and and get on the same page and then just hold each other accountable for it and it's not sexy but it's really fun it is sexy having a budget is sexy sexy to me Dallin knows what to say to me if he wants me to feel like deeply in love with him like i just like lightning bolts of love i just transferred money to a retirement fund or he's like you know i really think we should rethink our budget i think we could save more (laughs) i'm like that really gets ashley going turn on a show for the kids stop everything (laughs) yep Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the Marriage Podcast. All right, next. This is from the Brisnos. Utah or bus? Should we do it? Mm. I think they're going to move to Utah. Okay. My husband and I met in Northern California when we grew up and where I had been living for seven-ish years when we got... So her husband grew up in California and she's been living there for seven-ish years. Uh When we got pregnant, we decided to move back to Ohio to be closer to my family. I quit teaching. I quit my teaching job one month after our son Bennett was born. We packed all our things in our tiny travel trailer and truck and drove from California to Ohio. It was a great summer road trip, even with an infant. We've only been here since August, but already feel like this isn't where we want to be long term or for much longer at all. 
Coronavirus has prevented us from bonding with my family as we had hoped, and my stepfather is very high risk. To be honest, I feel pretty cheated out of my time here with my family, but we're still thankful to be healthy. We have decided that we want to move from this area and potentially go back to our undeveloped rural property in the mountains of California. Sweet. With a long-term goal of finding a place in Utah that we love. Utah seems to check all of our boxes, even though we've never been there. I just feel pulled there for some reason. We would need to save... You know, that's funny. A lot of people move here saying that. Yeah. That's like a thing. We would need to save up money first by going back to California, but that makes it very hard for my family to come visit. The closest big airport is six hours away. I'm so torn on what we should do, weighing what's best for our little family as well as our extended family. We are both adventurous at heart, but value the importance of family. Ohio just doesn't have the things we want for our one-year-old and future kiddos to be exposed to. Our main dilemma is waiting for coronavirus to give us more time with family here or leaving in September when our lease is up. What would you do in this situation? Well, we've never been one to know. One, we've never been one to wait until our lease is up before we move. <laughs> <laughs> thanks katie p.s we started a youtube channel when we got pregnant and your content has been a huge inspiration oh, for cool. me cool i think that's part of the reason i'm drawn to utah thank you for always being honest and real in your videos and podcasts it's very refreshing and doesn't constantly make me feel like a sense of failure like some other channels lol we'd love to have you check out our channel the Brisnos. Cool. Oh, cool cool guys uh oh they have a picture of them in their oh, rv we that's need to talk so trailers fun. with you guys we have trailer questions Brisnos. That's awesome. We'll check out your channel. Okay, so should they move to you? So basically, they're deciding to move now or waiting to in September when their lease is up. Um, okay. Ash and I have moved away I like think the three bigger times. Question, the bigger question here, though, is do do we do what is right for us, or do we do we kind of hold off on what we really want to do because it's not what our like it's not what's best for our extended family? What? How did she say it? I'm so torn They're on what we should do, Ohio. weighing what's best for our little family as well as the extended family. And I think that's the, I mean, like Dallin and I are deep in that thicket. Um, what's best for us? What's best for our little, for our extended family? And I think at least for us, we would separate those completely. And we've finally started thinking, you know, like, like it matters to us. Our, like, like deciding do you want to live close to your family or do you not want to live close to your family? And if you do, you're not, you just have to decide like what the bigger dream is, is the bigger dream living in your dream location or is the bigger dream, you know, like your kids having their grandparents come to grandparent lunch day at school kind of thing. And it's hard because usually you're for people who are lucky, like their dream place is where their parents and grandparents are. For me, it's not, I think for Dallin, I don't know. I love Utah. Yeah, he loves Utah. I love Utah. I just, I don't love winter. Uh, if you don't love winter, you guys should move to St. George. It is the perfect town. Warm, next to multiple national parks. Five hours from the beach, five hours from Disneyland. There is an airport there. It's not an hour and a half from Vegas. Hour and a half from Vegas if you want a big international airport. But the St. George airport, you know, like you can It'll easily, like get you to Salt Lake and Denver and stuff. Salt Lake, Denver, California, Phoenix. So like yeah. all the big airports connect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, very family oriented, lots of outdoor stuff, lots of parks. It's a fun kind of tourist town amidst like a very home homegrown, like family oriented community. So the, the tourism has brought in like epic parks and trails and, and really nice facilities for the full-time residents. It's a great place. Uh, and then as far as leaving before your lease is up, 
like we've moved three times <laughs> before Lisa's up and on. One time they forgot to charge us the fee, which was so awesome. Such but a- another time it was like a certain amount each month that we're leaving early or something like that. That was super lame that we had and to pay And then the other them. time, because we were really clean. It was like an extra month of rent. It was At so Turnberry, lame. they were really nice to us because they were like, we were like, our house is really clean. And they were like, they were from Russia or somewhere. And they were like, your house is never, houses are never clean. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> they, they, were, they went and looked at it and they were like, uh, they, they said that there was a miracle. Somebody wanted to move in like literally right after we left. They, and I said, our house was cleaner than it's ever been when a cleaner came and did it. Yeah. Oh, Thanks I know. Thanks to you, Ashley. Apartment cleaners never clean the drawers, yeah. let me just say. And so that was a miracle too. So literally, yeah, at least three times we've out. left. We lucked out twice, yeah. But it, it kind of sucks, but we just have never let the lease hold us back from what we've wanted to do. From jobs or dreams, you know, like, I don't know, if you can make more money somewhere else, it's worth it to leave. Or if you're just miserable or if you're missing out on an opportunity... We always just had a really hard time sticking around once we had decided that we didn't want to, that that we we were going somewhere else. So we we broke a lot of leases. We would just go. It's not financially responsible. But I think maybe in the end it was because we're following our dreams, which led to us earning more money eventually. You guys should come camping with us in Utah if we get a trailer, and and you can talk to us about Utah, and we can you know, like bond and you can talk to us about trailers and we'll talk to you about you can Utah. teach us about all of our tanks. Uh-huh. Um, I would just do what you, what makes you happy. You can still be a wonderful family member. You can still see your family and visit them and bond with them and be a part of their lives, but you don't have to live where you don't want to live. Like I would just, if you feel drawn somewhere, the times when I felt drawn somewhere are the times where I've made my best decisions in my life. So Sometimes you don't understand why you're drawn to a place. You don't understand why you're drawn to a person or a job or an idea. But I mean, like I'm kind of a religious person and I just kind of feel like that's my like heavenly father kind of like guiding me and, and encouraging me to do the things that are going to make me the happiest and are going to be the best for me. If like, if for me, like I believe if I'm doing good things and if I'm trying to like stay close to God if I have things, if I'm like keeping my heart like good and pure and kind and, and kind of like trying to follow God, if, if I have like desires or dreams come into my mind or, or pull at my heart, I just choose to believe that, that that's a way of God taking care of me kind of. So if for me, like, that's kind of how I feel about what you're saying. Like you're trying to do good things you're good people and you have this like kind of mysterious desire to move to Utah. And I don't know what's in Utah for you, but maybe good things wait there for you, you know, like job opportunities or, or lifelong friends or just like the perfect situation for your little family to just kind of blossom and, and be happy. Maybe. Hopefully. I don't know. Um, I don't mean like definitely explore it and, be wise and logical and 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 really think things through but i don't know i kind of think yearnings are are more than just like absent-minded lean into that lean into it there we go roxette said it best yep the last line doesn't really apply to you what does it say listen to your heart before you tell him goodbye Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness, there's another mouse. Another vole?
We talked about these in the Big Little Life podcast. Voles are falling into our window wells like crazy. I need to get covers. I save like three a day. (laughs) Next. Next question. Uh, We have different love languages from Savannah. Hey, Dashleys. First, let me say I'm a huge fan of your vlogs, both podcasts, and now your food blog. I love your little family, and thank you for sharing your adventures with the world. Aw, thanks, Savannah. I'm in need of some advice, and it's on a topic that you two have discussed many times before on both podcasts. My husband and I have very different love languages. Well, welcome to every single marriage ever. Pretty much everybody has different love languages. Six years of our life. And we're having trouble navigating how to give each other what the other needs. My love language is pretty much tied between physical touch and words of affirmation. I like to be (sighs) held... You would do so well with her. Me? (laughs) You need to leave me for her immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like to be held or hugged or just in any way touched. And also am someone who often needs to hear an I love you in order to feel it. This drives my husband, who is 100% acts of service guy, nuts. We would, me, your husband and I would do so well together. He has trouble understanding how he could possibly do everything he does for me and still need to hear an I love you. Yes. Or be given a kiss to feel his love. It's not that I don't greatly appreciate everything he does, especially lately. We have a one-month-old baby girl, and he has been absolutely amazing in taking care of everything I could possibly need so my body could heal while taking care of our baby. He has been so helpful with chores, shopping, cooking, cleaning, all of it, and I'm so beyond grateful for him for what he does. However, at the end of the day, I still want a big hug or kiss and some kind of declarations of his love for me. This frustrates him beyond belief. I also have trouble in making myself do things for him. I constantly try to cuddle or say, I love you a thousand times in ten minutes and feel that it's good enough to show him my feelings. For my husband, it's not. In fact, sometimes he dislikes the nonstop being touched and constant I love yous. It's really become a problem for us. Uh that we love each other so much, but both express it and need to express back in such different ways. I know you have spoken about having different love languages from each other in the past, so I'd greatly appreciate any advice on how to start communicating in each other's love languages. I especially would like for us to start to figure this out before our daughter gets older or we have more kids and it gets even harder to find time to show each other how we feel. Any help would be wonderful. Thank you guys so much uh, for taking the time to reread my long-winded email. Love you guys, Savannah. Um... I would encourage you to read the book if you haven't. Haven't He talks a lot about how his, him and his wife are the same. She's kind of like an acts of service gal. And he just has made, he's thought about it. And, he, and it's uncomfortable to do things that kind of mean nothing to you. And you kind of might feel weird doing, like trying to show love in ways that like don't, don't, naturally don't feel natural to you and just kind of feel like, like even to the point of like you you don't like it when people show love to you in that way because you don't resonate with it. So it's a very like foreign feeling to to kind of act those things out. Um, but he like vacuums for his wife every day and he says he doesn't get it and he thinks it's kind of like this stupid thing. But he doesn't he says do he, it he for vacuuming. He'll take the trash out. He'll say he'll tra- take the trash out on the way to work and... Uh, and she will, won't let him leave before saying how much she loves him and is proud of him for all of his hard work. They've just kind of made rules. Like he, even though he doesn't understand it, Dallin and I used to get in this weird fight all the time where like we just, it, our comeback would be like, well, I just don't understand that. Like help me understand it. And then maybe I can do it, you know, but it's not about understanding it. It's just about this is their love language and you just kind of have to do it. You don't have to understand it. That's kind of where we are with so many things in our marriage that were issues because we would we would always just be like, well, I just don't get that. Like that just doesn't make sense to me, so I can't be that way or do that thing or or go along with this. But 
I don't think anything, it doesn't need to make sense to you. You just need to know that it's a big deal to your spouse. And if you want them to feel loved by you, and we're not like we, I still suck at this. Like it's uncomfortable for me to say to Dallin, like, I love you. And I don't know why it is. It just is. And I'll like sit there in bed and be like, I should say it. I should say it. And then I'm like, I just don't want to. Like it's just so uncomfortable. It would mean so much to me. I know. I'm just saying like, I get what she's saying and I get how he feels. Like it's just really uncomfortable to show love in ways that you don't resonate with. Like I will like pamper Dallin all day and like do fun little, little things for him and, and just sit by him for hours. And like, for me, that's like me being like screaming from the rooftops. Like, I love you. Like, how Mm -hmm. can you not know that I love you? And for him, he's just like, why is she just sitting there not saying anything to me? Like, yeah. Like, is she mad at me? Yeah. Um, on my side, I've learned to like validate myself and not need that so much because I know Ashley and I've learned to see all the other things Ashley does, which are, is many and it's a beautiful thing. And I've also learned to like validate myself and not base my sense of self-worth on whether or not Ashley actually says the, like those words to me and, uh, just reassure myself that like uh, of all the other evidences that, that she loves me and just not, even if she doesn't actually say the words as often as I would like to hear them said. And like she said, she's working on it, but I've also worked on like validating myself and not needing others, uh, words in order to feel good about myself, you know, which mm-hmm. has been healthy for me. And, uh, but it's like a lesson in empathy because like, as you said, you don't have to understand it. You don't have to get it. You just got to do it because like a Dr. Chapman literally says in the book, if you don't learn to speak your partner's love language, they won't feel loved and nurtured and vice versa. So like, obviously you want them to feel loved and nurtured. And so those are the emotions behind it. And so once you learn what, like the, the, the common denominator is the emotions that you want them to feel. So like the, the way that you get there doesn't really matter if as long as you know that you want them and this is how they feel loved and nurtured like you just got to do it or I, say it i think we've also gotten really good at or at least i have like when you do things i know that that i know what your love language is so i know when like just recognizing when you're trying to show love to me in your love language kind of i don't know like i think you do it too like you kind of i think say to yourselves now when i'm like hey do you want to come for a walk with me like quality time, like you kind of know in your head, oh, that's Ashley reaching out with love. Or spending time in the garden with you. I literally just step out in the yard and you just talk to me and tell me all the plants and I just listen. Yeah, but like we're kind of wrecking, like even though I might not be speaking your love language, I think we're getting good at recognizing when the other person is reaching out with love and you can kind of like translate that in your brain a little bit. Like it's obviously not as good, but at least like for you, like, I kind of remind myself like, oh, this is Dallin reaching out with love. Like, and I can kind of in my mind, like translate it kind of to. It's a good skill to develop. You know, The translating of one expressing love. <laughs> it's learning another language. Yeah. It is. Cause that's how they were raised. That's what's innate to them. And because you love them, like you validate how they're expressing love too, you know? Yeah. And then the, the flip side is reaching out proactively because it doesn't come naturally to you and learning your partner's love language. It's a it's a real effort. It's not going to come naturally to you. Right. Obviously. I mean, like, Dallin had no idea. Like, I would be like, come for a walk with me all the time. And he kind of doesn't like going for walks. And he had no idea. Like, that was his way of being like, I have no desire to be around you. <laughs> like, that's what it translated it to me until I broke down one day and I was like, why won't you just come for a walk with me? And I had like, no idea. Like, why don't idea. you even love me? I had and, no idea that that was And he tra- was like, 
what? I was like, whoa. Yeah. Jeez. Like, that's not what I was saying was at all. Just like, I, I just, just literally just didn't want to go on a walk right dog now. parks. Like, I just hate that. So. Yeah. But I've learned that. So definitely, like, be open. Yeah. Even say, like, I need. And I so that's what, that's another non-sexy thing that Gary Chapman talks about in the book. Like, have the conversation. Like, make the loving request. It's very, it's not like it doesn't match up with any movie where they just know exactly what to say and what not to say. And they see the twinkle in each other's eyes and they fall perfectly in love. And it's like this perfect movie couple. People play to people's fantasies in movies, in marketing commercials. That's like a way to get people to love your film so they make a lot of money. But real life, you have very pragmatic, unsexy conversations about what your needs are. And you come up with systems and processes to make things work and function. I think and it leads to the fantasy. And it definitely just... leads to the fantasy because it's by like having actual conversations with words about what you need from the other person and meeting those needs because you're committed to them and you love them, even if it doesn't make a bunch of sense to you or come naturally. Yeah. Gary and that's Chapman... the real, that's the real work of a relationship. It doesn't, it's not this beautiful thing where you see each other in the rain, and even though they're with another person, but you look over at them and something's different about them and they're the perfect fit for you that you've always wanted and you never have a fight for the rest of your life and you run off and do everything perfectly. You know, that's mm-hmm. the fantasy of a movie and it's not real life. Yeah. Yeah. Gary talks about like making goals. Like I want to sh- do one thing in my spouse's love language once a day, kind of. And that's my goal. And you can like move it up or down or whatever. Do two things like, and just not even, I don't know. Like he even talks about like your husband, it doesn't seem like you guys are on the rocks. Like he gives a lot of examples of couples on the rocks and he like would caution or like counsel the spouse, maybe the wife be like, don't even make a big deal about anything. Like just back off kind of like don't don't expect any reciprocation or like don't become mad when it's not reciprocated but just make it a point to show him love in his love language what does he like like what is so he's um he's a of service her love language is a tie between physical touch and words of affirmation and his is acts of service like uh let's let's just explore all the ways that you can do some acts of service for him and just kind of come up with a big list and talk to him about it. Say, I'm really wanting to work on expressing like my love for you in your love language. I mean, but you probably and know too. You probably, you probably already have a, a big list. You can get started and then add to the list and just make sure you do something on that list like once a day and he'll be feeling it. He'll be feeling it strong. It is as if he were telling you all the time, sending you texts, I love you, sending you a text saying, you look so cute today. Can't wait to see you when you come home. Sending you texts, all these things. I'm just listing all these things. Right. Because like, I'm a words of affirmation that would mean so much to me. Dallin and I are a lot like you guys, except switched. So like I would, like when I do things around the house, like I see it as doing it for my family because I love them. You know, like it's how I show my love for them. And then like, like dishes, like I want it to be clean for them. And like, I want our house to be nice for our family, for Dallin. And then like, if I would come home and, and Dallin, hadn't cleaned the dishes or he like leaves a dish in the sink it's kind of like him saying like i don't care about you to me like you like you do it like and that's I, so crazy to me because it's so normal for dishes to be in the sink for me right and, and it's just like something i've had to learn and like and i've gotten better too and become less like anal about it but it's just like things you don't understand but like if dallin when dallin just like puts his dishes away it it's like him saying like i love you so much i died like i want 
to help you with our house and I want to like like I want things to be clean for you too and I don't know like it's stupid and it seems weird and it's like I don't understand why my brain works this way but that's the way it works or if he was like I want Ash do you want to come for a walk with me I'd be like oh my gosh yes like I'm so happy you want to spend time with me Mm -hmm. so I don't know like it might feel weird but just do the try and do the things that make the other person happy and like Dallin when every time I don't say I love you when I leave the room or like hang up the phone it's kind of like me saying i don't love you you know like leave the room not leave the room but like leave the house or like oh leave the house yeah like sometimes we'll be hanging up and he'll be like i love you and i'll just already be hanging up and my thumb will hang up because i'm just like it's not in i don't say it all the time so like i've started calling back now and being like i love you too i was just hanging up sorry i just wasn't gonna say it but i do love you well, I'm to the point where I'm like Kristoff, where I know that our love is not fragile. So I'm not shattered if you don't oh, say yeah. it Oh, yeah. Well, you time. should watch Frozen. Frozen has basically has been there for every major moment of our life where we need it. Like, it has <laughs> yeah. been the message from heaven Christoph to was just like, his script was written by a marriage therapist <laughs> in Frozen 2. All the little things <laughs> that like, he says. My love is not fragile. I'm listening. I'm here for you. What do you need me to do? I'm on it. My love is not fragile. My love is not we fragile. Dallin and I were in the worst, such a terrible fight. We went on a date. And it was just during like a yucky week and we were just fighting before the movie and the whole movie. Just like, oh, thanks, Kristoff, being the perfect person. <laughs> when he was like, our love is not fragile. Yeah. I just, I almost started crying. I was like, our love is fragile. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was. But it's becoming not fragile now. And so like one little thing happens. I'm just like, you can assume the good. You kind of get into a, uh, it's like a, a positive, a, a net positive bank account or a negative bank account, like emotional bank account where... Like if one little thing happens, I, you can assume the good, you know, but if a lot of things are happening over and over and over, it just leads you to question like, what's going on? And you got to have like a conversation. But when you, things are good for a while, you get into a net, like a positive bank account and just like, oh, she must just be having a hard time. I wonder what's going on. Like, let me talk to her. Like, I wonder how I can help her versus if she doesn't say it. I'm like, there she goes again. Yeah. Being I really, in during that show though, in theaters, I just kind of decided I don't want my, like, I don't know what you're like. You know, like I can't control you, but I don't want my love to be fragile, and I I want our our love to not be fragile. So, like, there's a lot of moments where you can decide if your love is fragile or if it's not fragile, and it kind of decides how you react. Like, if your love is fragile, you kind of go really quickly to like, I'm so angry, I'm pissed, like he is doing this again. But if you have this mantra in your head, like our love is not fragile it's easier to be like, I don't know why this happened, but our love is not fragile. Or I don't know what he meant for, by that, but our love isn't fragile. Or he didn't he didn't hug me goodnight, but I know our love is not fragile. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah. Or like initiating sex, for example. If Ashley has a ton on her mind or she's stressed or has something that she really needs to go do and kind of like says, not right now, instead of just leaving it at not right now, she's learned that it means so much if she says, but let's re- let's do it this let's 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 put a bookmark here and reopen it during nap time today or tomorrow morning or if she's really tired in the night like i'm gonna wake you up early or something like that it like means so much to me instead of just saying not right now you know a world of difference yeah i get all <laughs> yes yeah yep we don't talk a lot about sex we probably, no, we should. probably should anyways Good guys, thanks for sending in these messages. We uh, have high goals of doing this podcast more than once a week. 
but we are at least committing to doing one a week for you guys. We've been doing that. And we've been doing so good at it. Yep. And we uh, we just, we love answering all your emails. Please send more if you have them. Taking sides with the dashes at gmail.com. And hopefully this was a, a hopeful one for you. I feel yeah. like we've had a good conversation today, my love. I do too. We have a Facebook group for all of you guys. If you want to discuss this with more than just your thoughts and us, um, you can go to the Taking Sides with the Dashleys Facebook group. And it's a really fun group of people who kind of just discuss, continue the discussion on these topics. So yeah. so go and talk about how you have helped bridge uh, your love language with your partner, like examples, success stories, lessons learned. It's go a really uncomfortable somebody thing. start that conversation there and be the one to start it even if it's uncomfortable be the one to start the conversation and and be the one to comment on it too because it's like you you never know how helpful you're what just a little thing that you say like somebody else is going to resonate with that and, and is going to really speak to them so it's always so much easier with kids too like like with george i'm like i just want to show him love in his love language but with dallin it's just it's so different and i don't know why but if you can kind of switch your mindset like if my child like received love in a certain way, like I would do that all day, you know? And I don't know why you're, I'm like so much quicker to like nurture that in a kid than in an adult, but it's, it's kind of a, a good like avenue to like take your brain down to make it seem less scary. Like, like, Oh, it would feel so natural to do this to my baby. Adults are just old kids. I know. Basically kids and grown up body. Yeah, I know. It's just like when I think about it sometimes with you, it, it feels like nervous and, and uncomfortable, but if, kind of like putting yourself in a different situation and I would react so quickly with George to be like, oh, this is how he accepts love. Like, let me shower him with this. It's just, and then it kind of makes it easier to do it with you kind of. Shower me, baby. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you later. See ya. <laughs>